Every Day is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union with two locations in Mankato since 1934. It pays to bank where your part owner member NCUA more at mnvalleyfcu.coop. And Every Day is Earth Day is also supported by members of the Executive Board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org. And with me this morning, I have Joel Hansgard. He is the Clean Energy Resource Team's co-director up in St. Paul. And we're going to be talking about some grants that can uh, give us a, a start to get some projects going to uh, get some clean energy in our communities. So good morning to Joel. Hi, Joel. Good morning. Great to have you with us. Now, this organization, it's C-E-R-T-S, or CERTS, stands for Clean Energy Resource Teams. Would you tell us what exactly is that, Joel? <laughs> I sure will. And uh, it'll either be fascinating or boring okay. or somewhere in between the two. We are a partnership of four organizations. We are written into state statute, and our mission is to help folks across Minnesota identify and implement energy efficiency and renewable energy projects. And so I think what happened was about 20 years ago, some folks said, once there's laws passed at the Capitol in St. Paul, how do we make sure that folks all across the state understand uh, what those laws are relating to energy and clean energy? And how can we, we get that information out into the landscape? So the four organizations that make up certs are the University of Minnesota. I am with University of Minnesota with Extension. And within Extension, to make it confusing, I'm with the Regional Sustainable Development Partnership. They do a lot of great work on local foods and resilient communities, and I'm kind of their clean energy arm. So the lion's share of us are within the U of M system, but another core partner of the four is the Minnesota Department of Commerce. Uh, I do a, an annual report and quarterly reports to them to talk about what we're doing and how we're spending our budget. We also work with a nonprofit in Minneapolis called the Great Plains Institute. They work across the United States, but in particular in the upper Midwest on energy issues. And then lastly, the fourth of the four partners that make up CERTS is the Southwest Regional Development Commission. And they've been a fantastic organization. You know, when we started 20 years ago, a lot of the main action in Minnesota was the wind development on Buffalo Ridge, mm, southwest yes. Minnesota, and those county commissioners down there, they'll, you know, they'll forget more about wind energy than I'll ever know. They're, they've been a fantastic resource. So I'll shut up in just a second, but I'll let you know that this is a sort of a nonprofit plus government plus university partnership, and some states look to us as a model. They want to replicate it. Other people scratch their heads and say, that's the most uh, complicated, confusing thing I've ever heard, and who cares? <laughs> okay, well, right now, you uh, put out an announcement from CERTS that you are awarding sea grants to communities for clean energy projects within Minnesota, and including focus areas of energy efficiency and conservation, renewable energy, electric vehicle-related projects, and energy storage. So these are C grants to communities. I mean, does that mean individuals can apply, or who should apply? What What does this exactly mean? Because I read it, and I'm like, oh, I have no idea what that would mean. <laughs> yeah, good question. We've divided the state into seven regions, so you are right there kind of in between our southwest and southeast region, but uh, 
we have about in your area there'll be about thirty or forty thousand dollars and these are about five to ten thousand dollar grants and when we say community we wanted to have some we we oftentimes get schools community centers city halls uh, places of worship these are we don't want to just a, a a homeowner to apply for this or a for-profit business we want it to be something that the community as a whole uses in some way libraries senior citizens, food shelves, uh, affordable housing, anything that kind of helps that community in general. And if you like, I can give you a few examples kind of generally and then maybe a few specific examples. Does that does that work for you? Yeah, I'd like some examples so it helps people understand what you are referring to in terms of these collaborations. Yeah, absolutely. So I know just recently we worked with uh, Gustavus Adolphus, but also folks in Mankato. There was that Mankato Recharge and Solve Climate mm-hmm. teach I think that was in 2022. They applied, Gustavus Adolphus applied, for some of the seed grants to help with some of their projects there and also to help folks understand and use and rent electric bicycles, which are becoming more and more prevalent. And again, a little aside is there's some rebates that are going to be available for Minnesotans I believe next year for electric bicycles. So I think we're going to see more and more of those out on the roads. Okay. I know in 2018, so that puts us back about five years, we supported the North Mankato Police Station. They were doing a energy efficiency upgrade, mostly replacing, replacing some of their lights with new LED lights. And so our C grants go to cover labor costs. We would prefer to support those local electricians and those local folks more than we don't want to just buy the widget that's sure. you know maybe it's made in China or maybe it's made in outside of Minnesota we want to support the the workers here in our state so these dollars are for labor costs i can just tell you right now what we see a lot of and we love them are places of worship they've got maybe old lights or an old boiler down the basement and they need some dollars to help hire those electricians get those replaced Senior citizens, senior centers, community centers, city halls, libraries, same thing. They've got old lights they need replaced. They've got an old boiler. Maybe they're thinking about a few solar panels on the roof. Those are all things we love to see. We see a lot of, uh, this is kind of new in the last few years, but a lot of small towns, electric vehicle chargers. They uh-huh. want to put, you know, most people are, you, the vast majority of the electric vehicle charging is happening in a garage but they want to have one or two places in the town at least where somebody who's coming through will stop and charge and so we see a lot of those as well. So this is specifically for clean energy and this could be solar, this could be wind power, this could be what what else is included? Does that include nuclear or? Yeah, yeah, that's it. And and the first one, the one we always say, don't forget to eat your vegetables first is energy efficiency. Aha, uh-huh, yes. <laughs> that's sort of yeah, that's the biggest bang for the buck oftentimes, but it's usually the most boring thing. You know, this is the HVAC system, this is the boiler or the air conditioning or the or the lighting, or sometimes people have old refrigeration units. That's mm-hmm. another thing that we will help fund. So, you know, we tell people, get your place as energy efficient as possible, and then your next step is maybe looking at that solar system. Once you've reduced your energy load as much as you can, then let's think about renewable energy on top of that. So, yeah, energy efficiency, renewable energy. You mentioned the big ones. We get a ton of folks interested in solar. 
Every once in a while, we'll get a little bit of for biomass, people who are interested in biomass or biomass pellets. Wind is, is um, sometimes there's a small wind turbine, but, you know, a lot of wind developments become sort of more large scale. Mm-hmm. So I would say those are some of the biggies we see. How about geothermal? That seems to be becoming oh, more... Yeah. Uh, I know we have got a school down here, Prairie Winds, that that, that did the geothermal thing when they built a number of years back. I'm so glad you said that. Absolutely. Geothermal is is one that we're very excited about. I mean, boy, there's that 53 or 54 degrees sitting there in the earth that can either give you that heating for free or that cooling for free. So geothermal is big. And then I think another thing that we're going to see more of, well, there's a couple I want to mention. One is air source heat pumps. So we're seeing a lot of facilities switching to air source heat pumps. Again, this is going to be exciting. There's going to be, you know, with the Inflation Reduction Act, we're going to see rebates and incentives for air source heat pumps. Plus, recently, the Minnesota legislature passed some additional uh, incentives. Plus, I know Mankato has XL Energy. They've got um, incentives available. So people are going to be able to kind of layer cake those three things, I would say in 2024 is going to be a big year for air source heat pumps because people are going to find savings Joel, there. talk about the air source heat pumps because I don't know that everybody is as familiar with that. Yeah, well, I first of all, I wish they were named something different <laughs> because <laughs> it's not a great name. Air source heat pumps, I mean, the fact is that they can also provide air conditioning as well. And they're a technology that's been around for for years that can provide heating and cooling, uh, typically at a a reduced rate from just your normal air conditioner or some of your normal heating units. And they're typically on the electric system for folks who are kind of trying to do some more electrification of their home or kind of that electrifying everything idea. They're a fantastic resource. And there's cold climate air source heat pumps. So, you know, a lot of folks originally were thinking, well, maybe they're, maybe Minnesota's a little too cold for them. But the technology's improved so greatly over the last few years that I think it's something people ought to look into. And again, this next year, um, I, I tell people, plan now and implement next year. Or, you know, if you're implement, ready to implement now, that's great too. I don't, want to, I don't want people to put things off. But I do think that next year there will be additional rebates with that you know, what Hexel Energy has available, plus what is being put together through the state that was recently passed through the legislature, plus, you know, we're just celebrating the one-year anniversary of the Inflation Reduction Act. When you put all those rebates together, um, I think people are going to find a really great energy savings. So good for the climate and also really good for people's pocketbook. Now, where does this money come from? There must be, is it a pot of money, a certain amount? For CERT specifically, uh, is that what you're referring to? Yeah, where is this money going to be coming from? Sure. So we have a variety of, you know, I mentioned our four partners. So all four of those partners chip in in some way. A big chunk of it comes from, um, although we, we, we work with foundations and we're funded that way, but we're also fund, funded some some directly through the utilities. They have something with their conservation improvement program called CARD, Conservation Applied Research and Development. And they kind of look at us as a pilot project that just keeps continuing on through the years because, you know, I don't know if your listeners know this, but Minnesota has over 180 electric utilities. So we have a very complex <laughs> family of of electric utilities. 
And what we are trying to do, uh, we certs, is be an educational arm for folks trying to understand how best to use energy efficiency and renewable energy. Each one of our steering committees has a uh, utility representative on the steering committee. These are citizen-led steering committees of about 10 or 15 individuals. And so we want to make sure that folks are talking with their local utilities, they're working in partnership with them, they're taking advantage of the programs that the utilities have. And so that's been a big piece of our funding. You know, over the last, I just put down the numbers so I could tell you, we've, since 2006, we have helped uh, 467 seed, seed projects, seed grants across the state for about a, a $1.6 million. And now, you know, not only are we getting some funding through the state and through the utilities, but we're also getting some funding through foundations. Uh, the Morgan Family Foundation is one who is directly funding our seed grants because they're seeing the results. You know, we're, we're working with communities. We're trying to get those dollars out into those food shelves or senior citizen centers or a manufacturer home park or multifamily housing, someplace where it can maybe help people the most who need it the most. And usually the return on investment is pretty extraordinary for, for those energy savings. Joel, it says that these are seed grants, meaning that some of the money obviously has to come from the organization itself because these obviously aren't going to cover everything. So is there a certain amount of cost that needs to be covered or labor or something? Because I know I applied for a Lawns to Legume grant and I had to provide labor and so much matching in my own dollars to get a certain grant. So I'm just wondering what that percentage or how do you how does that work out? We don't ask for a specific percentage. Uh, as I mean, we think that the application is pretty darn simple. I'm hoping people could knock it out and let's say half an hour to an hour or max maybe, but that's that's me. So by the way, we have we have an email address. If you go to Clean Energy Resource Teams, you'll see the Sea Grant information front and center. So Clean Energy Resource Teams, if you Google that. And then we have an email address splashed all over the place if anybody's got any questions. Uh, but to directly answer your question, no, they don't need a specific amount or percentage. We like to see if they've got other partners that shows us maybe it's a pretty healthy project. So I can just, you know, I can give you an example. And a lot of times they're small projects. I mean, this is really a piece of the puzzle, but, you know, finding those, finding ways to pay for that electrician might be a big piece of the puzzle for some folks. So they might say, hey, we're asking you guys for $5,000. We talked to Rotary, and they're going to pitch in 1000 bucks, and uh, the city's going to put in another 2000 or I don't know. This is an example, sure. but if we could just see kind of what, who they're talking to and what their plan is, that helps us kind of understand the community's involvement and where they're kind of at in the process and if they've been able to, to um, or and certainly their utility, if they figured out what the, you know, that maybe their utility's got some rebates that they could look into as well. So we, we hope that we're part of the puzzle and piecing these things together. You know, in a small town or a bigger a bigger city like even Mankato, you still got to piece these things together. And a lot of it's 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 volunteers working long hours. And and I got to do a shout out for, for, for Mankato. You're lucky to have that South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. I mean, in, in my estimation, that's one of the really great things when you have local people who are involved and passionate about these things 
it's amazing what can be accomplished. And I, I see that over and over. And I see small towns that have those kinds of groups that do great things. And I see big cities that don't seem to have that kind of citizen involvement. And I don't see as much activity from them. So shout out to, to Mankato with the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council, who, who puts on some great programming and has been a great partner through the years. Well, Joel, I have to add on to that. The South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council also is one of the reasons we started this weekly program called Every Day is Earth Day because the interest of that group to get the word out about climate change, clean energy, etc. is, is the, one of the big reasons we got this program going. And uh, credit, shout out to Lee Pomeroy, one of the folks that has done that. So, which is great because this is a way to get this information out, including these grants that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to see a bunch of grants come from Mankato. I feel I was looking around. I feel like we might have done something with the high schools in the years past too. But I, we've, you know, like last time around, we funded seventy-two projects across the state. And I've been doing this job for nineteen years, so my brain gets a little fuzzy sometimes. <laughs> but I know we've seen some some other projects coming through Mankato. Lee is one of those local spark plugs that sure. that really mm-hmm. makes the magic happen and. That organization is, is, I'm a huge fan. (laughs) Yeah, we are too. Well, can an individual, let's say an individual has an idea, would they be best to approach some nonprofit to say, hey, I've got this idea, would you work with me? Or is it a nonprofit that has to come forward? Or or how does it, I guess a lot of people aren't grant writers, so that word may scare some folks because they hear grants and they're like, oh, a lot of work. And so how and who does it happen? Yeah, great question. So if if somebody wants to, you know, I'll kind of go through the steps a little bit. If somebody had a project they just wanted to do on their own home, they're free to connect with just the clean energy resource teams. You know, we would try to to walk them through that project or process, but I don't think the C grants would be the right place for that. Similarly, and, and, and maybe especially we have some additional capacity for small businesses. You know, there's the Rural Energy for America program through the USDA. We know of some other funding resources for for businesses, and we'd be happy to talk to people about those resources. There's Property Assessed Clean Energy PACE, which is a loan program that's mostly statewide, and there's even those grants I mentioned from the USDA. But thinking about these seed grants, I mean, I would encourage people to go to the Clean Energy Resource Team's webpage. It's kind of front and center when you get there. And look at the application. I don't think it's too onerous. And usually it's a it's a city clerk who's filling this out. It's a science teacher at a school. It's the secretary at, a, at, at the church or the pastor. A lot of these folks are, you know, some of them are grant writers, but most of the, these sea grant applications that we have come in are not from professional grant writers. We ask them, there's a few questions they'll see. They can just write, you know, a lot of us just bring their answers down, just kind of free form or, you know, <laughs> I hope that it's not too bothersome for folks. We've tried to make it so it isn't that way. And then all over the web webpage, there'll be our email address. So if people have questions, I don't understand this, or I'm confused about that, or do you think this is a good idea? They can shoot us an email and we'll get back to them. We hope within 24 or 48 hours with a real quick answer. We were already getting questions and people will ask just this, Hey, I've got this idea. And do you think this is appropriate? Would this make sense? And we'll give them our honest opinion. Again, you know, I, I, I expect, I'd love to see some, some sea grants coming in. I, I can say libraries, food shelves, places of worship, 
any city or county or school kind of a building, uh, senior citizens, rec centers. I'm thinking about some of those old buildings where the, you know your energy costs are high, they provide a service to the community, oh man, that boiler is old, or oh, those lights are old, or hey, we're, you know, we did a bunch of that stuff, and now you know, our board or the people in the community are thinking, let's put some solar panels up. You know, you're in that part of the process, then I, I, I want to think that this, these sea grants might be able to get you somewhere, somewhere through the door. <laughs> so, the focus yeah. areas are energy efficiency and conservation, renewable energy, electric vehicle-related projects, and energy storage. So that might help direct people a little more. What is the process? Like, do you apply online? Do you get a, something in the mail? Do you, what's the deadline yep. and all that? What do you need to have? Yep. Oh, thank you. Hey, those are... Uh, those are great questions. So you apply online, and we just rolled these out, you know, like August 14th was our first day. They're not due. The applications aren't due until October 10th. That's a Tuesday. We picked Tuesday because we we used to always do Friday, and then we realized a lot of people just put things off till the weekend, and they're <laughs> like, ah, oh, maybe I'll sit down and do that on Saturday. So we did Tuesday at noon, October 10th is when they're due. Then, as I mentioned earlier in, in the broadcast, we've got seven different regions. So in your region, we'll have our steering committee, and they'll all get together, and let's say we have, let's say we're able to fund six, seven, ten projects, whatever the amount is, between that five to $10,000 range, and let's say we have 20 or 30 applications, however many we get in. The steering committee sits around a table, and they talk through the applications and they rate them and they have conversation. It's, it's a lot of fun. And then in December, we can follow up with folks. Guess what? You were funded. You know, we, nobody's doing anything over the Thanksgiving break. And then work could begin in January of 2024. And you'd have that whole year of 2024 to get stuff done. So a lot of folks, you can imagine, they're thinking ahead and they're thinking like, well, we might be able to put those solar panels up in summer of 2024. Or we talk talked to our electrician and spring of 2024 sounds like when we can get the lights put in or get that boiler changed or something like that. So applications due October 10th. You'll find the app application online. Our emails are splashed all over it. Clean Energy Resource Teams, if you have any questions. By December, you would know yay or nay, and in January, we'd have all the you know we'd have the contract done with you, and whatever little paperwork we've got to get signed off, and you could start the project. And then, do you do the project, and then give people receipts, or do they get the money outright, or how does that work? Yep, they're going to invoice us. We have okay. a, I think it's a fairly easy process for invoicing. So they will invoice us, and then there's a we ask for a, maybe one or two pictures, a couple of photographs and a final report at the end. And the final report, trust me, it's basically some of those same questions we asked you in the application. We're just saying, how did it go? And we want people to be honest. You know, part of this clean energy transition is trying to make make it simple for people to learn from the good stuff, the medium stuff, and the bad stuff. You know, so if there was a hiccup along the way or something didn't work out as expected, we understand. That's fine, too. You know, just kind of tell us how the project went. So this is not for businesses to apply. For example, you have a business, you say, oh, I'm going to replace all our lights with the energy-efficient kind. This is more of the nonprofit-type groups, correct? That's correct. It's for those community organizations. So I would say nonprofits, 
governmental organizations, but, you know, nonprofits includes places of worship, those rec centers, city halls. But I want to say to your business owners who are listening and they have a project in mind, clean energy resource teams, contact us. We have emails there. And if you got an idea or you're looking for something, we would love to work with you. And there are some other things that aren't C grants that are available that I think we could kind of walk you through the steps. One is this REAP, Rural Energy for America program, which can pay 30, 40% of a renewable energy project like solar. Hmm. The other is property assessed clean energy, which is a a low interest loan program that um, can help you kind of get those upfront costs paid for, for, you know, if you're changing out a commercial kitchen or lighting or your heating or cooling system. We'd love to work with businesses too. It's just, I don't think these C grants are the right thing mm-hmm. for sure. that. <laughs> but we have other things. <laughs> is this process cyclical or is this just a one-time pot of money? We do this every two years or so. Okay. And so, and, and it's always one of my favorite parts of the job. I mean, you get to, and, and mostly because, as you can imagine, there's amazing things happening in Mankato or St. Peter in the area outside of Mankato. You know, there's there's great projects happening all over the place and there's great people doing them. And this is our way of getting to meet some of those folks and trying to help them a little bit down the line. You know, this isn't, we say C grant, it's typically doesn't pay for the whole shebang, but it helps helps on the journey of getting the project done. Well, it's great to have all that information because it's something that a lot of folks probably don't know about and maybe they're a part of some organization, nonprofit, that they say, hey, why don't we do this? And that's what I'm hoping that this interview will accomplish, that you'll get more people applying and uh, the interest out there to get clean and more clean energy in our communities. Yeah, that'd be great. Yep. And and again, you guys are blessed with the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. They're on Facebook. You can find them different ways. And uh, that's another entity where I still learn from Lee and the gang. I mean, I've, I've, I've been watching the speaker series and uh, they just do fantastic work. So that's another local resource you have. But hopefully we can be a resource as well. And we'd love to work Love to work with the community of Mankato. Well, thank you so much. We've been talking with Joel Hansgard, the Clean Energy Resource Team's co-director. He's up in St. Paul, but these grants are available throughout Minnesota. And again, that website to go to is? Uh, just Google Clean Energy Resource Teams. I think it's cleanenergyresourceteams.org, but Clean Energy Resource Teams will get you there. <laughs> thank you, Joel. I appreciate your time. You bet. Have All a right. great day. You bet. Bye-bye. And I wanted to mention that the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council has forums that are free and open to the public. And they encourage people to get on their mailing list to learn about these by emailing smcleanenergy at gmail.com. And of course, they work closely with CERTs, the the folks we just talked with whenever they can. Go to smcleanenergy.org and hopefully some folks will be prompted and maybe apply for some of these seat grants. And that'd be really cool if you do. Let us know. We'd love to hear about it. Maybe we can talk about it on Every Day is Earth Day. Every Day is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union with two locations in Mankato since 1934. It pays to bank where your part owner member NCUA. More at mnvalleyfcu.coop. And Every Day is Earth Day is also supported by members of the Executive Board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org.